have an ego. I already know that I'm amazing. Lucas. Hey guys, welcome back to Disorganized, the Criminal Minds podcast with your head janitor Z. And your assistant head janitor Laura. And your unpaid intern janitor Eris. Who was recently promoted to people. <laughs> Still unpaid, but now on people. <laughs> Um, last episode, we talked about our favorites and least favorites. It kind of seemed like we were wrapping it up for the most part. So I uh, think this episode, we can like really dive into the nitty gritty of yeah. the, of the, the and episodes. I do have some gritty. Yeah. Do you want to jump in or you want to like save I, it for the second half? No, I want to jump in because right, I don't know how long in. it's going to take. I mean, it might easily take up like 20 minutes. So. <laughs> anyway, so I, I just, I want to talk about Maeve. Mm-hmm. Like yes. let's talk about me. I'm like let's pulling, let's, I'm pulling up a chair. All right, I'm gonna sit. <laughs> I'm gonna sit backwards in the chair, youth pastor style. And be like, let's talk about me. Okay. Riker style. So youth here's pastors a, are creepy. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna need like a polo shirt for that, and I don't like polos. Anyway, I like Maeve. Mm-hmm. I love Maeve. Really adore the idea of Maeve as a character, mm-hmm. and especially Maeve as a character in conjunction with Spencer Reed as potential boyfriend material. Mm-hmm. She is smart. She is witty. She's a geneticist. She is Reed's other half in so many different ways. What they did to her was high treason. <laughs> and I submit that the writers ought to be hung from the neck until dead. <laughs> I say facetiously, please, please don't murder people over their writing because that's, that's really fucked up and wrong. Anyway, um, but okay, so we have Zugs Wayne, the episode... Doesn't make sense <laughs> T- to me at all. You have a character who has introduced... I-, I don't understand why this the the whole episode happened unless the writers were like, we're introducing this character purely just to kill her so that Reed will have something to be sad about later. And because th- that's really ultimately what the entire episode came down to because we have a person who is supposed to be very smart and who is, you know, keeps up with Reed and she does, who's also, her literal job is a researcher. So she knows how to gather information that maybe she literally doesn't have, put it together and put it in a useful context for other people to use, including herself. And she does almost everything that they tell you not to do when you're being stalked and it just i i don't get it because like what do you mean she immediately isolates herself she changes she does change up her entire routine which is great but she we know that she has enough funds to take a sabbatical from her work for 10 months she has parents that apparently live close enough by that she could have moved in with when when you look up like help what do i do and when i'm being stalked like the first 10 they're like here's the 10 step list that you should follow is don't isolate yourself Change up your routine. She did do that. See if you um, can either change your living circumstances or like, and basically like, don't be alone. Like, see if you can have a lot of people over. If you if you're inviting people over to your house, like, make sure it's like a rotating schedule. Get cameras. Change your cell phone number. Change your all your internet and stuff. Passwords, even your email, if you can. Explain things to your bank. We're gonna assume that maybe she did a lot of that because she seemed to have been doing the whole payphone thing with Reed, but she also seemed to be alone. She wasn't with her parents. And then also one of the big things they say is like, if you're, especially if you're a woman, like get a dog. Like having an animal in the house is because the thing with stalkers is that they, it's, they're there to, to terrorize you. That one's hard to stop other than your own emotions. Like you just can't get terrorized. But the other, the really dangerous part about stalkers is that they are looking for a way to get you alone Mm. so that they can do something to you. 
So whatever you do, find a way to be alone. Like that's the number. And, and then also they say, immediately ask for help, tell the authorities, try to get as many people on your case as possible. <clears throat> and you have Reed who's offering, who's like, hi, this is my literal job. I do this for a living. And she has two episodes where she says, no, it's not the right time. It's fine. I can handle it by myself, which I'm like, okay, I get as a female, like you can kind of do that as a whole, like, I want to take care of my own problems. But again, I'm like, she's also a geneticist researcher. Like you would think that she would at least Google like, what the fuck do I do when I'm being stalked? And it says like, get fucking help. Like, is a, do you have a boyfriend who's the FBI? I don't know, maybe tell him. <laughs> I, I want to push back on that a little bit because this this was late 2012, early 2013. Mm -hmm. Mid-2012, I broke up with my high, one of my high school boyfriends mm -hmm. and he stalked me for several months afterwards. Mm -hmm. And when I talked to the police about it and when I looked stuff up online, I didn't see any information like that. Okay. I mean, like, that's I didn't, fair. like, I, I had roommates until we had a falling out and then I lived alone and that's when a lot of things happened. So, like, you would think that that would, like, it would make sense. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it was one of those things, like, I had friends that were getting harassed and, like, like um, stalked adjacent. Like, if he yeah. couldn't find me, then he would go find them. So yeah. I get the the desire to isolate, to, like, protect the people around you. Yeah. And, like, with that, that I, I don't want to say, like, time period, because that makes it sound like it was forever ago when it, yeah. it wasn't. But, like, at that time, like, I was not same situation, but, like, you know, like, I, yeah. I also okay, didn't know, like, not to isolate myself, like. Yeah. Well, and also, doesn't she say that she was isolating because she didn't want anything to happen to her parents? She didn't want anything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why she kind of broke up with the fiancé, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, all of this was going on. And so I feel like she was doing what she thought was best at the time for yeah. the other people in her life. Yeah. Which, which is understandable. But it's, yeah. Like, there, yeah. there it... it I 100% agree with you. Like, if, if this guy that you've got this thing with literally works for the FBI. Right? Yeah. No, I, I agree <laughs> with that. that he offers twice. Could he, could you not be like, hey, maybe, like, he's like, hey, I know a guy in the police department who is sympathetic or, mm -hmm. you know, like, let me give someone and they'll do a drive-by of your house every Like, if you think it'd something. be weird yeah. if I followed, yeah. like, I'll tell my friend Dar Derek Morgan. He's, like, insane when it comes to stalkers. He'll, He'll get that sit guy. on your porch every single day and just beat up anyone that walks by. Right, right? yeah, you're going to have to give him a list of people not to hit. <laughs> Garcia will come move in with you and you guys will be besties. Yeah, right? and it's okay, she's gluten-free and vegan, so it's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I feel like at yeah. that point, yeah. you should should like girl like I get it you want to be clearly you want to be independent you want right. to solve this problem yourself you don't want to get anyone else also, in trouble it wasn't but, like six weeks she had that she had a sabbatical for 10 months which means that she was being stalked probably before then mm -hmm. yeah. so the, she's been living like this for 10 months maybe I just don't have a lot of uh, I don't know what you call it willpower but like, I wouldn't be able to do that for ten months. I would barely, I would barely be able to do that for two. I mean, like, I was absolutely ready to commit homicide in my bad roommate situation, like probably easily eight weeks in, and I was just like, <laughs> "Listen, I don't need to go to jail." <laughs> be like, "But those knives are right there." <laughs> and then the other thing that now, and also like, I'm really hard on her just because she's not a real person. She's a character that was <laughs> written in a show about like 
look at all these cool smart this people solving. I know what mm. the hell. Ooh. And so I no, work here. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me break the fourth wall. Let me Deadpool this moment, okay? So like. This is a TV show and this was written and she is a character. She's not a real person that exists. Like I would not be nearly as harsh as I am on the writers. On a real person oh, that real I wasn't. Yeah, I know I flipped that. I was like, I would not be as harsh as a real. Cause like in the moment, you you are literally trying your best, but this is a character. This is a writer writing a character. This is probably a male writer writing a female character <laughs> who they know they're gonna murder later. And so they set all this up. And then the way that she dies with like two girls, one bullet, like some really fucked up snuff film i'm not okay with like that really fucking upset me mm. i just that that is up that's the worst way to kill a woman period i don't care i mean i know that there's probably easily a hundred things that are the worst way on list but like that's on there that's on the 100 worst ways to kill a woman list and the sad thing is is that that's more Producer than a hundred uh can we name the top five best ways <laughs> to kill a woman why are Not. you asking? Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love concerned. Turn her into a vampire so she can be a mortal and like take over the world later. That's the best way to kill Does a woman. Does anyone have a boyfriend in the FBI? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. His name is Spencer Reed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, like it just, it like that, that was truly fucked up. And there's, in, in an alternate universe, in many alternate universes, there's a spinoff show called The Doctor's Read, where they just take turns solving crimes like Sherlock Holmes. Like, I know this. I know that somewhere in an alternate universe there's a spinoff because she survived, they get together, and they're like, sup, I, I'm i smart enough. You know, Reed is just like, I'll be on two shows. It's fine. It's super cool. I love cashing those checks. So he'll just do the little mini series every once in a while, like Mrs. Columbo. And then he, like, The Doctor's Read will solve crimes. Sometimes they're criminal. Sometimes they're genetic. They take turns. Why couldn't we have had that? <laughs> I do just want to point out this is literally not the first romantic love interest that Reed has had who was being stalked by a woman. Oh, yeah. Amber Heard, like season two. Oh, my God. I was totally right about that. Yeah. The movie starlet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, so I also have a question. The reason they found out that it was a woman was because they were looking at the pictures that they picked up from the fiance. Mm-hmm. And it had black eyeliner. Ah, first of all, eyeliner is expensive. Right. <laughs> it was just going around using it on mediums well, she's not supposed to. She, that proves how much she crazy, hates. You don't that care. proves <laughs> how much she hates her. Because yeah. she's, I'm going to use my most expensive thing. I have a Sharpie right here that was like 59 cents at Staples, but instead I'm going to use this $12 stick right. of eyeliner yeah. because I that's how much I love And did you see person. that? That It was definitely liquid eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. And that's more expensive. I know. I know I'm not wearing any right now and nor can the podcast dears see me. But, uh, you know, this being an auditory only medium, but I it's know. A what? what? <laughs> You're not here in the room with me right now? This isn't a parasocial relationship? What's happening? I also wonder, for me, I, I don't think... I had the quite the same reaction. That oh yeah, because I was however, I was rabid. I was however foaming at the mouth. You and everybody else in 2013. <laughs> it is really abrupt. Yes, uh-huh. and I almost now granted this would have like been even more soul crushing if they had done this, but for in my mind, I almost wish the stalker here 
was like the big bad of the season. And like we had more time with May, right? more time with mm. Reed, more time putting the pieces of the stalking thing together. Mm-hmm. And then even if Maeve dies at the end, because that's what you decided you wanted to do dramatically, yeah. fine. Because you know, you're you're out to kill you're out to destroy Reed's psyche. And we know yeah. these writers, we know. It feels like we should have had more time with it because yes. you get to the point at the end of that episode where they're, you know, she's basically giving her villain speech before the end where she's like, oh, I was your grad student or I submitted my thesis and you thought it was dumb and like like all this stuff. And yeah. I was like, okay, so we're about to destroy Reed's life. Right. Because you're mad you didn't get into a PhD program like right. or something. Like I, I'm just... And we had no experience with that. Yeah. Like we don't know Maeve, to be harsh. We don't care that she was... A teacher or a researcher, like we we don't know anything about her. We don't yeah. have that experience with her. We have to take it on trust that this happened and that she was terrorized. Where it would have been better if she was a character in Reed's life. Yes, and we saw it happen. Yeah, honestly, if the stalker was the replicator, that would have been probably that would be stronger writing because. The, the what ends up happening is that you have this like really intricate setup of like secret payphone stuff yeah. and like code names sh- that are based off of Sherlock Holmes and all this kind of stuff clearly setting up a Moriarty kind of thing because mm-hmm. in fact they use the whatever Adam Worth which mm-hmm. is the whatever yeah, anyway yeah. so like they're, they're making all these connections and then it just turns and then out it's to just be a psycho lady it's so pedestrian and it was so quick because yeah. it's, it's basically 20 minutes of an episode yeah when it could have been like a you, whole you season could have like, Reed and Maeve could have met. Yeah. They could have started something. She could have started to feel normal and comfortable yeah. again. She could have gone back to work. You could have seen, like, a grad student that was working with her. Uh-huh. And then, like, you know, a little single white female of, like, that grad student's trying to take over her yeah. life or something. like. like and then maybe the replicator, yeah. like... <laughs> swoops in and it's like sees this stalking situation that's like all right i see you you're at a two right now let's turn it up to 11 <laughs> like and then he can swoop in more. and do the weird shit <laughs> yeah there's because he, more he already inserted himself with the zugs wayne mm-hmm. so like he's he, clearly aware of what's happening he's also not above manipulating other unsubs as we yes. saw yes yes in, in yeah. the episode about the nurses so yes. like, not only did a character that probably easily could have been my favorite I'm sorry, Emily. I'm sorry. But Maeve probably could have. <laughs> also, okay, I'm just But also, four. how destroyed, like, like we're all kind of destroyed here, but we knew her for five minutes. How destroyed is it if, like, they had this thing going exactly. and she dies at the end of, like, mm-hmm. instead of Aaron Strauss, it's Maeve. So, so maybe, <laughs> maybe the writers did this because they had a time machine and they knew that I would have killed them. <laughs> But also, I, full disclosure, I love Beth Riesgraf, the actress who plays Maeve. Mm-hmm. She she is, like, literally one of my favorite actresses. So as soon as I saw that it was her, mm-hmm. I was like, I want them to get married and have beautiful <laughs> babies. I mean, that was, like, my first thought. I was like, you two need to get together. And that's why they're the doctors. Reed, she doesn't actually have to change her name. That's just the title of the show because everyone gets confused. They know that they're both doctors. They get a little mis- <laughs> they get a little misogynistic with it. Anyway. I, so, I totally think Reed would have hyphenated his last name with Oh, first. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. He would have kept Reed. Yeah, he would, you know, because his mom. You yeah, know, but he would add it on to it. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, but that's just how everyone, that's how everyone addresses their mail, the people that don't know them, all the telemarketers and stuff. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. you know, and then they just like, they got our names wrong again. Oh my God. <laughs> what was Maeve's last name? Do we know? Like Donovan. 
Uh, yes, I think it was Donovan or Donahue. It, it very, might have been Donahue. It was very Irish. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. her name is Maeve. She's Irish. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they totally, yeah, I could see them. And then they could they Both move. hyphenating, so they're, both of their names. Are Reed Dr. Donahue, Donahue Reed. Reed. Yes. <laughs> Listen, we need to bring back the miniseries spinoff, okay? Just six episodes every season to match the Criminal Minds. You got 24 hours of Criminal Minds. You just got six hours of this little mini season of the Doctor's Reed, and they just solve crimes. And, like, I, that would make me happy. But instead, they did not do that. Instead, they're doing it in Reed's dreams. Instead, yeah. they did two girls, one bullet, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I promise feel like she you, that's just a gotten... real horn name. I promise you, it is. <laughs> Probably. No, I I know it is because that's the thing I'm quoting. <laughs> okay, yeah. and that's more than we needed to know. <laughs> you you weren't in that shock value thing around 2005, where everyone uh, kept passing that around in an email link. No, like, I oh, look I, at this, guys. You click on it, you're like, what the fuck? No, I know two girls, one cup was a thing. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm, sa- I'm saying there's a hundred percent a porn video out there named Two Girls One Bullet, and it's a masturbation video with lesbians. I promise you, there is. I promise you. Oh, okay. See, I was going for like, yeah, they just uploaded the Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a snuff film. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Do better, Criminal Minds. And I'm talking to you from the future. <laughs> this was, this happened literally 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm still angry about it, even though I just watched it a couple days ago for the first time. <laughs> I'm like, get my time machine. Yeah. Okay, anyway, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Let's go to our commercial. Commercial! Fine. <laughs> Time for Reedsplaining with me. Cousin marriage wasn't banned in the U.S. until after the Civil War. That was Reedsplaining with me. But yet it wasn't. Right. Not everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the first state to ban it wasn't yeah, until yeah, after the first, the first time it was banned yeah, it wasn't until after this. Actually, so that uh, noted his own fourth cousin, producer Magpul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my family tree... Uh, does look a little bit like a twisted vine there a couple of times. Mine doesn't. My family can't stand each other. <laughs> it helps the gene pool. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, you might also enjoy our other shows on PartyApocalypse.com as The Myth Turns, The Fourth Wall, and Friendables in their entirety. You can also stream new episodes of Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna Kenzie and producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. <laughs> and The Hollow Deck is Broken, also with producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. Gorsh. Back to the episode. Okay, I have to keep you guys updated on the Thomas Gibson shenanigans. <laughs> yes. There was another one that occurred during this season. Oh, oh, Thomas. Right. <laughs> I really, I like your relationship with Beth. Don't fuck it up now. Is that why he didn't get a whole lot of time in some of these? <laughs> um, I don't think so, to okay. be honest. Because it didn't happen, it didn't happen until January 29th, 2013. So it would have been after they finished filming for the season but while episodes were still airing. Mm-hmm. He pled no contest to alcohol-related reckless driving after driving his Audi SUV through a barricade on a street blocked off for a nighttime half marathon in downtown LA at about 1.30 a.m. Thomas. I tried to look up what marathon it was, but I could not find anywhere online where it was um, okay. for that date. Like, there was there was just nothing. And I, I looked it up. So I don't know what, what marathon was going on, and apparently neither did Thomas Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> He, Listen, you know, some, you gotta advertise that, you know? Yeah. That, they did a whole thing over by my house yesterday that I was like, they gotta tell people that the roads are blocked off? I have right. to get to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, this is really on the city. He, 100%, yeah. 100%. Thomas Gibson did nothing wrong. He drive through a barricade? <laughs> he can have a little DUI 
breathalyzer and was taken down by five police officers while they Ooh. shouted at him to stop resisting, and he shouted back that he wasn't resisting. Good thing he wasn't black. Yeah. He'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> his bail was set at $15,000. Uh, the one count of misdemeanor DUI charge was dropped because of his lack of history with DUIs, and he had to pay $300 in court costs, attend alcohol edu- education classes for a year, and complete 36 months of probation. Actually, it makes me wonder if he actually was driving under the influence or if he just was, like, driving mad or sleepy. From my understanding, alcohol is a problem for him. Okay. All right. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just, like, I have driven tired before, and mm-hmm. I swear I, like, I, I'm mm-hmm. going to put this out here. I have a big thing with, like, I will not drive under the influence. Driving tired is worse. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I've, I've full on, like, I am not safe on the road right now, but I don't know another way to get home because we don't have public transportation where I live. <laughs> and I work 15 miles away from my fucking house. Episode four, God Complex, is the one where they're doing the leg amputation transplants. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. With that guy. It was, in fact, possible to transplant lambs at the time. <laughs> like, that's from funny. Uh, donor to donor. Yeah. Nice. yeah I was going to say, like, yeah, I thought the science on that was a little hinky. Yeah, it was 100% hinky. <laughs> but, you know, probably not good for a lay person to try that. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, but it, it almost makes it more tragic because then, like, he could have just taken his wife to a hospital and, like, hey, can we get a new, new leg for this That's lady? Right. <laughs> the actual intro in canon re-swaining of Reed going, hey... I think this is actually possible. Why is this guy really fucking this up? Yeah. Turns out he's a mortician. Well, as they're like, I, I can't remember if they arrest him or if he died or whatever. But like, like they as they're him. as they're arresting him, they could be like, "Dude, you could have just gone to this hospital you know down they, the street. They're doing this." You, well, you know they do do that, right? Yeah, but his wife didn't want any like. No. That's true. That no, he, he was he, yeah. he was having some issues. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, he would still have been murdering people. That's why it's, it's just, called God complex. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just could have been way more tragic. And also hilarious if Reed is like, they can do this, right? Like, you're not inventing anything. You're literally just torturing people for fun. It reminds me of, I think he was like a, he failed out of college. He was a frat bro. He decided that he was going to patent a glove, a pink glove, disposable glove that that, um, people with uteruses and periods could use to take like tampons and pads out and stuff. Okay. And it sold terribly because the, the, the product that they used was like sandwich serving gloves. Like it just, it reminds me of that. Like, like a glove so you don't have to touch yourself. Yeah. Ladies, is it gay? To take care of your body. Is it gay to take out your tampon? Yeah, is, it, is, it, is it gay to wash yourself, fellas? Uh, so this, was, this was a dude inventing this, right? Mm-hmm. Because dudes think that's icky. They they can't imagine doing that. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, clearly you want a glove for that, because, right? Because do you not wash your hands when you're done? <laughs> no. Why not? Unless I wash my hands. What the fuck is wrong also, with you? there's paper right there right. if you have a problem. Listen, like, I have touched like grosser earwax than I have seven <laughs> IG products. Yeah. My dude. Like seriously. Uh men, men, no. I'm just like <laughs> You Listen, don't have wh- a period. Don't invent products to help us with that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna say you know let's just put a moratorium on medical things that are like. Not your business. <laughs> if you yeah. don't got the organs for it, then f- shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 
episode 14, All That Remains, which is the one with the father who has a drinking problem and DID, and then it's yes. the daughter that is the murderer. Yeah, I actually the, thought that was pretty cool. Is the first episode directed by a cast member who isn't Matthew Gray Goobler. Do you guys want to take a guess who it was? You know, I already have. I already have. Okay, then you don't count. Laura, do you want to take a guess? I'm going to say it's uh, Montaigne. No. Oh, okay. It's Thomas Gibson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I'm so surprised they let him direct after the bullshittery that he did well, on set. he's gonna have some problems here soon, yeah. so. I kind of wonder if they, like, tossed it to him as, like, a little good boy treat mm-hmm. kind of thing, of the whole, like, hey. <laughs> if he's like, driving the- drunk, we'll let you do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way later they can be like, hey, remember how we let you direct that episode? <laughs> yeah, that's never gonna happen unless you shape up. <laughs> so in Carbon Copy, which is episode 16, mm-hmm. Aaron Strauss is trying to make amends with Blake. Yeah. How bad do you think Blake felt when she, after Aaron died, and she was like, oh, that bitch tried to make amends with me, and I blew her the fuck off. Didn't they, no, they had a moment in another episode, didn't they, where they're like, do you want to Oh, you're right, where she was like, drive me. Not, yeah. not get a drink, because that defeats yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, there was some other moment yeah, where she's it like, I'll, seemed I'll like it was possible mm-hmm. for them yeah. to, like, get over right it. Right before I, her death. I, right. right before. Do you think she, I mean, obviously they all felt bad. And you can tell by the end, you know, where they're doing the salutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but like, or the toasts. I keep thinking salute, and then it's salute. <laughs> anyway, the toast at the end of the dinner party. I think they only just started that road to recovery. I don't know which one would be worse. If you didn't start that road at all, and you just kept miring and you're like, well, I guess we'll never know, versus we only just started to repair our relationship, and now we can't finish. Mm. And you're like, that's a project that's left unfinished. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one would be worse. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, she, I'm, clearly she's going through some shit. Yeah. Can I loop back one tiny little statement that I forgot to make about the whole Zug Zwang business? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to loop back. Hold up. Hold, just, just, we're going to put ourselves in fourth gear here for a second. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you turn. So we had a whole last season of Emily Prentice pining after JJ so much that when JJ marries, Emily decides to move to another fucking country so that she can a whole other board, continent, a whole other fucking <laughs> continent, like literally across an Whereas ocean. Whereas we just needed one episode to like be sad in his apartment, mm. and then he joins them in the field. Well, like, so she, she, like she gets this nice out of like the whole like. You know, and girl, I get it. I too have had a lesbian crush on somebody that like wasn't reciprocated, and be like, maybe I'll just move to Oklahoma. It's fine. <laughs> It's okay. I don't need this state anymore. You was really trying to punish yourself, wasn't you? <laughs> yeah, like, I get it's, it's a it's a it's a whole mood. <laughs> I, girl, I get it. And like, and then you have so you have that female character moment, and then you get this other female character. It's like I guess she'll just kill her. And I'm just like, mm, okay, all right, we're done. You turn over. We're turning back around, getting back on my way. <laughs> I just had to take quick detour pit stop. We just had to get a granola bar. <laughs> Can we talk about the final episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I like it. It was. It was I think mm-hmm. it was a very good. It, again, it it almost felt a little too abrupt with the whole like blowing up of mm-hmm. the thing. But I appreciate the Aaron Strauss arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that she kind of went from earlier seasons, like, who's this bitch just walking in and telling us what to do? Yeah. To, like, somebody that they actually kind of care about and the fact that, like, you know, they could 
trust her a little bit more. Like, because yeah, she kind of showed some, she was not the most adept in the field in yeah. previous episodes. And, like, it seemed like she was trying really hard to be a better person. She was going to bat for them this year. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 At no. one point, she was like, I told the director, like, either you stay on or you can take them off over my dead body. Yeah. Which yeah. foreshadowing. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, much so that, like, like Aaron Hotchner could be very kind to her mm-hmm. in the end as she's literally dying in his yeah. arms. Yeah. And he, and he, he she was like, like, she was like, I got you. You were wrong about about how I love my son more. And he was like, no, you're right. I was wrong. I, I see that now. Like, I was so <laughs> wrong. Like, and he's comforting her and just, ugh, it's so rough. Was he lying? I don't. What's your, what's your I thought? think he was. I think he was. I think she did favor her son. And mm-hmm. I think In she, her last moment, she's trying to convince herself that she did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, that's, that's I think she was towards she was struggling so hard with her amends and like she was working really hard at it that I yes. think I think she was hoping that she had overcome it by the end. Mm. Yes, <clears throat> and I think Aaron or Hotch saw that, knew that, knew that yeah. that's what oh, she was yeah. reaching for because she was also giving that to her. staring down mm. like Death. I had so much more to do mm-hmm. and I wanted yeah. to make more amends. I mm-hmm. wanted yeah. to make these things. Also, right. like the way she died mm-hmm. is probably like I mean, terrifying, that, terrifying, but also like. Fucking infuriating. She had a year sobriety Mm -hmm. and she got poisoned with alcohol. I love that she was like, I should have just let him kill me. Mm -hmm. Like she, rather than like do what he said and drink, she's like, I should have just let him kill me right then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, she clearly didn't have the physical strength, Mm -hmm. but there was like a fire. There was like, she was infuriated. She was like, fuck this guy. (laughs) Enough that she could like have that conversation with him. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I really fucked up right now, but you and I are going to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I know so you can get this guy. (laughs) It turns out anger cuts through a lot of shit. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It won't cure me, but it'll make me hang on a little longer. I can live off a spike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the fact that it was her that was the one who kind of unraveled the whole thing at the end because she put in that fake report thing. Mm-hmm. She put in that he had carved. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. and then that was just like, oh, right. So we we know like, that only that like covered. seven people get this report. Let's see what fucking happens. Because mm-hmm. like, at that point, she was clearly already narrowing it down. Like she knew it had to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So she puts out the little error and to see if it would pop up again. Like, very, full spy business. I mean, that's how you handle a mole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm like, man, she, that, was, that was good. And I'm, I, it's weird for me to say, but I think I'm going to miss her. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the beginning of, of Aaron Strauss being on screen, you're very much like, this bitch has no idea what she's talking about. Right. She's she, never been in the field. How did she get that she high up in the agency? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But by the end of her arc, she definitely learned a thing or two from Aaron, from Hotch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And from watching the team and from reading their reports and Right. seeing what they've got going on. I think that she learned a lot from them and it uh-huh. was her way of contributing and like yeah. backing them. Yeah, and I don't think she was like a nepotism hire. I think her problem was the same way with Agent What's-Her-Face Todd whenever JJ mm-hmm. was pregnant. Was like, she came from a different type of field. Yeah. And then she got promoted into this type of field mm-hmm. that she was kind of not prepared for, but she's very clearly good at the spy intelligence gathering bullshit. No, that's not that's not necessarily true because her and Blake worked on that case together for that's the BAU. True. Mm-hmm. So that's she true. did come no, from No, that's true. But anyway, that doesn't make sense though. Why would she be so inept? That's got to be some writing error. I well, think it wasn't it wasn't quite the BAU. It was some other division that they were working on. 
Okay. Yeah, because... It was like white collar or something. Oh, that's right, that's yeah, right, that's yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. right. You're right, you're right, Because Mark Hamill was never in the BAU. He wanted to get there, and he blamed oh, that's right, that's right. where he okay. you're right. felt he yeah. should have been. Okay, yeah, because she has... She's very competent. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird that she's like... She's just like that unfortunate, like, I'm very good at this job over here. I just mm. got promoted over here. Yeah, you and know? it's the... I think it was the profiling. Like, she couldn't quite keep up with the level of she, everyone else she was wasn't operating. good with she didn't know how to support them she didn't know how to be their manager she mm-hmm. understood greed <laughs> she <laughs> understood like and I, yeah because i think it was white collar she understood greed she understood embezzlement stuff mm-hmm. like she understood like Schemes. somewhat rational people mm-hmm. Trying to make it in capitalism and getting corrupted by it. She didn't really understand psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't think that's her fault. That's not but her you, fault. You, you don't know? really understand a psychopath until you've lived with one. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and she was learning. Yeah. <laughs> she was learning. She was sleeping with Ross. She was getting inside information. The whole thing, what's your job like, hun? I know I'm your boss, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually kind of like really like their relationship, too. <laughs> what I love about... It was so subtle, but I liked it. Yeah, what I love about the relationship is that... Especially with this watch through, is that in the beginning they butt heads so hard. Yeah, and she and she like at one point she's like, you don't, uh, you just don't understand uh, Rossi or David or whatever, and he's like, no, I do, I just don't care. Like, <laughs> talking about like bureaucracy, right, right, yes, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the difference is that like she's from such a bureaucratic background, and like again she handled the mole situation very mm-hmm. well and all that kind of stuff, and he's just like, I put psychos away. I don't have time to deal with bureaucracy, like. This is a different world now, Aaron. Get on my level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Aaron's over here going like, I thought we were playing on this court. <laughs> Turns out we're not playing tennis. We're playing pickleball. <laughs> I have like one more thing that I want to throw out there before we wrap up. Does anybody else have anything? No, I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm like all ranted out. One thing that maybe I don't. Do you want to skim your notes while I do my thing? Yes. Okay. So the original plan for the finale was to be a two-parter okay. that ended with them trapped in the room with Blake, oh, okay. like in uh, Mark Hamill's house, like bomb threatening, mm-hmm. which is okay. kind of what happened, ish. Yeah, but because five of the seven lead actors, Kirsten um, Vangsness, which who plays Penelope, yeah. um, AJ Cook, who plays JJ, Shamar Moore, who plays Morgan, Joe Mantegna, who plays Rossi, and Thomas Gibson, who plays Hotch. And Erica Messer, who wrote three of the episodes this season and a total of 26 episodes since the first season, along with other writers' contracts, were up at the end of the season. So everything was up in the air. They weren't even sure it was going to get renewed. That's why it was so, like... Rushed. Like, it felt rushed at the end, but it's also like, hey, this is another in a long series of let's go to Rossi's house and Mm -hmm. recap what Mm -hmm. just happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So there, there wasn't any certainty that the show was going to be renewed. They wanted mm. to give the show a proper season finale. Erica Messer renewed her contract to remain showrunner, which she'd been since season six after the departure of Edward Allen Bernero, who was one of the original, like, I don't want to say founders. Founders isn't the... But, like, founders. Yeah, yeah. When he left in in the fall of 2010, or after episodes, or season six, and then she became co-showrunner, um, since the fall of 2010. And the cast loved her so much that it it's kind of like general like understanding that like a lot of the cast came back and like um, conceded on some of their negotiations because Erica they Messer was coming back uh, as they, showrunner. Like their boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she started her writing career on Alias. Oh, dang. Yeah. Love me some Alias. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense now in context because mm-hmm. it was very like... Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice that she... 
they weren't like, okay, well, fuck you guys, write your way out of this one. We might all be right. leaving. Right. <laughs> I read some interviews too about her going into season nine and how like she was very satisfied with the way they ended it and like was really excited to jump into new things. Mm-hmm. So, I think, so it could have been a season or series finale. Mm-hmm. At, yeah. At some point. That was okay. yeah. That was the. Mm-hmm. The, the possibility for, for a while. Because I don't like, think they finally... How final... many serial killers can America really take? You know? <laughs> At least them? one a week for many Apparently. years. Apparently. <laughs> as Reed will continue to point out. <laughs> Sometimes two at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, we are going to go on hiatus for the rest of the year. This is our last episode for 2023. Um, come back and check us out in the new year. We're officially halfway through Criminal Minds as, as what is released currently. So, Yeah. Thanks for sticking around, and and we'll see you in the new year. Happy winter holidays, everybody. Bye. King of the Pride Lands, ruler of all the light touches, and chronic wildebeest underestimator, Robert De Niro, has been known to say, I once sacked her groceries.